Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn uh, character creation the right way, you've come to the wrong place because we are making cat characters. This is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I am Joel Holland, one of your hosts. I'm Austin Irwin, the second host. And I'm Mr. Ray, the third host. (laughs) Oh. I'm sorry, was that not my line? No, 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 you're good, you're good. It's, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but yes, we we have with us uh, Mr. Ray, who some of you may know from the uh, the podcast $2 Creature Feature. At least that's where I know him from. Oh, you listen? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to $2 Creature Feature. I'm catching up on it, at least. Oh, well, I'm I'm incredibly flattered. If you make it through the first season, then, like, it pays off, I like to think. I'm working through the first season. At, at the very least. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. But you may also know Mr. Ray here because he makes RPGs, one of which we're going to be covering today. W- would you like to talk a little bit about your role-playing experience? Uh, yeah. So I started out on the West End Games Star Wars RPG. I started out on that, uh, really fell in love with role-playing. And then after that, I got into D&D 3.5 with some friends at my church, which is really weird in the Midwest, but I digress. <laughs> and then from there, uh, in college, a buddy of mine and me played Mutants of Masterminds 2E, like a ton. And then I went to work for Walmart, and I met a guy who was, you know, in the back room unloading trucks, and he invited me to play indie games with him. And that's where I got to play Rewired, which is a game by the Chaos Grenade, uh, R.E. Davis. And I fell in love with indie games. I didn't realize, you know, you could just go out and make your own games. And I really fell in love with that. And from there, I just started creating my own games on my own. Um, I made my first, very first game was Goons in Toyland, where you play, it's kind of like a mashup of Toy Story and the Spiderwick Chronicles. So there's a little bit of Faye in it. There's a little bit of, you know, little mushroom people. But your main goal as a toy is to protect your kid from the boogeyman. That sounds very fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very fun, very creative little game. I made it, and it was like, at the same time, the pandemic struck, and um, I got lumped in with uh, a group doing a charity fundraiser, and we raised, like, I think we raised like $15,000 in charity funds for kids who were going to the hospital and, like, needing uh activities to kind of help them through uh the pandemic and whatnot so we help raise stuff for that and then i made this game dethrone the divine it was uh i borrowed a system framework that uh the chaos grenade russ davis made and uh, it's called awesome dps or dice pool system and so it just uses just a dice pool kind of like world of darkness sort of games it's meant to be a love letter towards that uh, and then from there, I started making a ton of one-page RPGs. All right. But uh, in this game in particular, um, during the playtest, is where I met my current cast of $2 Creature Feature, except for Megan. But Sam, who's... Oh, nice. Yeah, Sam, who is my fellow producer, Lauren made a hysterical dragon pigeon in it. Nye made, played Puck. Um, and then Morgan, who... Uh, is in the first season of Two Dollar Creature Feature played Sir Kelly and Crop, or like a god of you know conspiracy theories and circles in the crops kind of thing. <laughs> so nice. yeah, but we had a really good energy together, and from there we kind of sprung out into playing Monster of the Week and uh, making our own show. All right, that's awesome, and it is a show. Y'all should check it out. <laughs> But yeah, today we are uh, going to be going through character creation in Dethrone the Divine, which was, yes, made by uh, Mr. Ray here. As as I'm sure y'all know, we will have to go through the character creation system as described in the, the book. If we're required to break any rules to play as just a regular old cat, then we'll, we'll do that. But we have our rules that we can't break because they are the show's format. And if we break the show's format, then we don't have a show. Uh, yeah. What what are we even doing here? <laughs> exactly. Not the not that the show's rules can't change over times, but 
the, what we've got right now we got to stick with because we're mid episode and we can't change them in the middle of an episode. I'm gonna add a an eighth rule: no rules. Oh no! What? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! What have you done? You've undone everything, and <laughs> all of our hard work gone. <laughs> so, uh, we the first rule is: we accept no cop outs. We're making a cat. It's the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. It's not an anthropomorphic race, not a person turned into a cat, not something disguised as a cat, not a lion, tiger, or some other cop-out. What, what's a, a lynx? There. <laughs> and not uh, one of those hairless cats either. Those things are weird. Uh, we've made a hairless cat before. Oh, then, say, yeah. never mind. It's totally fine. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> There's some cats. <laughs> the nerve of me walking in here making up rules on the spot for your show. And I thought you said you listened. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen. I'm joking. Uh, Just didn't listen to the Star Wars episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. All right. Uh, rule number two: uh, homebrew isn't real. Uh, if the rules do not explicitly allow something to happen, it counts as a rule broken. Uh, and if we come across a rules as written versus rules as intended situation, like I believe we did last episode, um, uh, we come across those. Almost True, we do come across those almost every episode, but we go with whichever one says no. Yep, and rule three, if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. Is that the case with uh, this game? I don't believe I put in a, like a suggestion for a cat. Like There aren't specific stats for a cat. Um, oh, I there are. I am mistaken. I have put in some uh, build ideas. Of like some cats that or animals that you can make or gods that you can make, and one of them is Cornflake the cat. Well, uh, there's there's our starting point. If the, right. since the game comes with cat uh, stats, then we'll have to adapt off that. All right, awesome. I think that's the first time this happened. Yeah, the, like we haven't had uh, an actual stat block for a cat since the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, but continuing with our rules, rule number four is the character, class, background, playbook, job, what have you, has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We cannot use homebrew classes. Homebrew isn't real. Sorry to break it to you like that. Yep. I would honestly be surprised if there are homebrews of this. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Well, I just that that kind of came about because I didn't want someone coming in here and saying, "Well, technically, it's not breaking a rule if you just call it homebrew." Absolutely, yeah. No, I I feel you on that. Rule number five: the cat can learn any skill available to its class. We once had a cat that could seal away uh, superpowers. We've had a cat that could pilot a ship, etc., etc., etc. Because it has to be able to do whatever its class says it can do. Exactly. Uh, there are there is exactly one exception to this rule. Wait, which exception? Uh, rule six. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, rule six is if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. So we're talking, you know, lots of things. Uh, <laughs> I think I've said jackhammer before. I try to think of new things every episode. And my mind just kind of like went blank. Uh, can opener, pizza cutter. Uh, a spatula. I, I'm all I got is kitchen utensils right now, guys. <laughs> I, I I bet a cat could work a spatula if you trained it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know. I know cats can play the piano. I've seen plenty of evidence on the <laughs> internet of such. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that's on the board. So don't worry, people out there. <laughs> and finally, we have to keep track of all the rules that we break. So. With that out of the way, let's uh, get into the character creation. I I don't see a table of contents, so where does that start? Uh, I was just on the page, and then I scrolled down. It starts on page eight. Uh -huh. Page eight. Character creation. What do you know? All right, so the first thing we've got to do is come up with a name and concept. And we've already got a concept, so... Um, here, I will share my screen for you, too. Oh, that would be appreciated. I want, you, I want you guys to see my great form-billable document. <gasps> wow. I tried to set it up like the uh, the provided oh. um, character sheet. It's actually 
pretty impressive. It's very impressive. I'm always happy to see people make their own character sheets because I'm like design is one of my weakest points. So mm. I fully invite anybody who can make it look prettier to go ahead. Um, and somebody did that actually, but um, <laughs> yeah, I would make one if I knew how to make a form fillable PDF, but alas, I do not. It's okay. It's a common problem. <laughs> I'll figure it out one of these days. Learn the secrets. One day we'll learn the ways. Our concept. I'm assuming we're going with a cat. Yes. That was my thought, yeah. Alright. Easy. Done. Yep, that's it. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of cat are we thinking? Uh... <laughs> the only thing I can think of is Calico, but I feel like we've we've done that one too many times. Have Have you made a Manx cat? A Manx? Manx. M-A-N-X. Yeah, M-A-N-X. They are um, cats that do no. not have tails. Oh. No, we have not. Uh, I'm quite partial to them. My parents like love to collect these kinds of cats. So uh, I'm going to suggest you know we make a Manx cat. All right. Fine by me. Definitely fine by me. All right, so we got a Manx cat. Do we want any? Do we want to give this cat a personality? Do we want to have that come in later? That might be more like a trait thing. It, yeah, it might. Yeah. it might come up a little bit later. Okay, just because like special traits and um, like the kind of origin for the cat, mm-hmm. our our little cat god. So <laughs> I'd say let's put a pin in that. All right. Up next, we have a name. Are there naming conventions for this game? No. That's a good question. The name is entirely up to you. The concept I kind of went for this game is very much American Gods-esque. So, like, whoever your god is may have been somebody important a long time ago, but now they're kind of just this reinvented version of themselves. So they can have just a different name. Like, you know, you may have been raw in the past, but now you're AOL, or like the embodiment of AOL. Because, you know, it's now still got that great eye. Now you're <laughs> Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Just got to write that down for my next game. <laughs> <laughs> By all means. I, th- I think uh, per our rules, this cat in, in the great distance past, distant past was a cat. Mm-hmm. Like that's just been its its thing the whole time. Because otherwise it's not a literal cat. That's True. That's fair. Yeah. But what do we call it? Mittens. Mittens. I, I was literally like, that was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, is mittens too obvious? I don't think so. To be fair, we've never had a cat with like a. I don't think we've ever had like a. I don't want to say basic name. Sorry to anybody out there who has a cat named Mittens. But I don't think we've ever. <laughs> I am fine with people naming their cats Mittens. I don't. I have more of an issue with people who name their cats like Paul or Betty. Yeah. Which is totally a thing. Like. This is human Paul. Yeah. Not, not on like cat Paul. Yeah. Like, I, just why? Why would you give a cat a man's, <laughs> a man or a woman's or a person's name? <laughs> well, sometimes it suits them. Yeah, like, I, I can't remember what Sir Meowington's code name was all of a sudden, but it was, it was a regular guy's name. Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> if a listener has a picture of a cat, that just gives off Paul energy. Please, like, send it my way. Um, I, I just want to see this. Make sure you also email it to us at literalcatpod at gmail.com. Absolutely. We, we, we need to see. Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. But yeah, let's just name it Mittens. We, let's go for it, Mittens. All right. What what gender is our cat? What's our character's pronouns? Hmm. Is Mittens more of a boy cat or a girl cat name? Or is it just generic enough that it doesn't matter? I think it's generic enough to me. Uh, but I'm always in favor of going with the she, her pronouns for a cat. All right. That's fair. Let's do it. All right. And then next step is attributes. Yes. And we already have a stat block pulled up. Let me scroll down to the page. So in my copy, which I think is the f- one you have. Probably. It's on page 18 build ideas brick cornflake the cat yeah by the way that my parents got a cat for my grandmother and my grandmother named it cornflake for some god-awful reason i don't understand why (laughs) did it look like a cornflake no it was like an 
Well, it was an orange Manx. It was like a ginger Manx cat. Huh. And for some reason, she named it Cornflake, and its name swiftly got changed. They called it Ginger Snap <laughs> since it didn't have a tail. Oh, that'd be good. No, they named it. There was two of them, and they were twins, and my parents called them Fred and George after the Weasley twins. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. and I, I fully realized I just went on this huge rant about giving it normal names, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Anyway, so, uh, so our... If we're if we're saying that the the template character is our cat stat block, that means that we have might one, grace six, skill five, aura uh, two, and spirit three. Awesome. And that's that's the attributes part, right? Yes. Cool. I'm just gonna read this off real quick for the benefit of the listener who may or may not have played this game. Might is your your strength stat, basically. Grace is dexterity, dodging, flexibility. Skill is uh, basically, like, instead of having, like, a whole bunch of different things that your character could be good at, it's one attribute to, like, cover basically any task that might have uh, specialized knowledge. You'll make a skill roll to see if you have that knowledge or or that skill to pull it off. Uh, Aura. Y'all kind of know what aura is. It's like... Your vibes, your uh charisma. Kind of that yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that thing. Tell me there are people out here who can't see other people's aura. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that je ne sais quoi. And it, yeah, if I could have found a way to abbreviate that, I would have just put that instead of aura, <laughs> but <laughs> Understandable. And then finally spirit, which is your magic stat. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yep. Uh, awesome. the, uh, it says that it's the most difficult of the five attributes to explain, but then the very next sentence is spirit is magic. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> Got it in three words. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's a skill, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're on to traits. So traits help define your character and differentiate them from other adventurers. It expands on characteristics such as what a character is good at, what connections they may have, or other advantages they may have. So that would be, uh, we've got examples of qualities, backgrounds, relationships, or other special traits or unique abilities, which give you access to special dice, I guess? Uh, yes. It can it can help out your roles. And even, like, it's supposed to be meant to be used narratively, so... You know, some gods might have a good relationship with a normal person, and that person can kind of sort of act on your behalf, like work on work as basically a, um, you know, your own toady or your own follower to do actions while you have to focus on something else. Uh, all right. So, what, you get four traits to start with, it says? Yes. And, yeah. And you can use one one of the following to kind of help you out or... Like, you can use, like, three qualities, which are just, like, common descriptors of, like, what your character is like. Are they witty? Are they outspoken? Um, If they have a special background, like, to give an example, uh, Shadow Moon in the American Gods series, like, he has a background in, like, pulling cons. So, whenever he's pulling a a con or a grift, like, he's going to have just a little more of an advantage when doing that. Gotcha. All right. You want to just try and do one of each? Sure. Yeah, that works. So, a quality. What what kind of qualities does a cat have? Clever. Clever? Yeah. Yeah, cats yeah, I are would mad. say clever. Yeah. That's what they say. Clever like a cat. I don't know about my cat. Say that? My cat's quality is he's just lazy. He's literally over <laughs> there sleeping on one of my sweatshirts. <laughs> and hey, that works as well. So cats just totally vibe off of, you know... Being present and uh, being adorable. Mm-hmm. True. My cat is very adorable. Okay, so what about a background? What would be a good background for a, a cat that has uh, some kind of divine spark? Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, raised in a church? Or near, like, a holy site? Yeah, that could work. I mean, I was thinking, you know, if they were a former stray cat, they may have, you know contacts in the alleys or whatnot kind of mm, like um maybe dc from that darn cat has like <laughs> these contacts of people on his route i think i'm getting more into relationship but perhaps it's, it could be a little of both yeah yeah 
So background could be like raised on hollowed ground or something. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to another episode of Can Austin Spell a Certain Word? <laughs> I think that's right. Hallowed. Did you spell it with an A? Yeah. Okay, I think you spelled it right then. Hallowed ground. I gotta Google. You're Googling ground? Yeah. Hallowed ground. Ground which has been hallowed or consecrated. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Okay, so is it spelled with an A? It is spelled with an A. I, sp- okay, I spelled good. it right. <laughs> okay, good. Which is, yeah, completely different from hollowed ground, which is where they cut out the inside of the ground. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't want to get raised there, because then you're just, that's just... You need to watch your step. So I, I do like the idea, though, of, like, for a relationship, maybe back alley connections. Yeah. I like that. I'm thinking of this as, like, how I would phrase what you said earlier as a city of mistag, but I think it works. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Back alley connection. And then our last one is a special trait. Yeah, so um, typically these are... It's a unique ability or an item that can be used to give you access to your divine dice, which divine dice like help you get more advantage whenever you're rolling. Like he can give you all kinds of special effects. For Thor, like it can be his hammer can be what channels his energy. Um, it's iconic for him. He can use it to intimidate. Same with Poseidon and his trident and Song Wukong's magical staff. But I mean, you can come up with other things as well. Like for dragons, they may have their own scales whenever they transform. Or, you know, a magical breath weapon, something like that. What kind of special trait would a literal cat have? We give them the baby doll eyes. <laughs> yeah, that, that puss in boots, like, stare you in the eyes and <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right. That's really good, I like that. We got baby doll eyes, put, like, coercion, maybe? Yeah, that works. Wow, two episodes of Kim Austin spell this word in... <laughs> That's definitely not right. I see the red squiggle pop up. Our audience is going to love playing this game with you from their audio medium listening device. Yeah, I know. It doesn't work out super well. (laughs) Somebody out there is just like a word whiz and is like, I know. I know what happened. Hey, don't look at me. I'm dyslexic, so I am glad (laughs) I'm not the one writing stuff. (laughs) All right. And then the next step is domains. Yeah, so domains are like those like signature areas that a cat is like divine over or God over. So like whenever you think of, as I was saying with like Thor, Thor, you automatically associate him with thunder and lightning, you know, with using his hammer drinking, like that's, that's Thor's thing. So what would our cats like thing be like, what would basically, why would people want to give worship to this cat other than, you know, it's a cat. That is a good question and uh we should have uh two domains uh they can be physical elements such as storms and fire or they can be concepts like diplomacy or music or art in some cases they define the character's qualities but domains will be vague enough to be interpreted in several different ways um this is just to really help out players that way you know whenever you're at the table and you want to argue for using your divine your divine dice in a certain action you can be like, well, this falls right under my domain because, you know, there's air or something like that. All right. Uh, I'm just looking at what you put for Cornflake the Cat real quick, and it says cleverness and intelligence. I don't know if that gives us any ideas here. Because we've, we've already used cleverness as a uh, descriptor for this cat. Yeah. So, I mean, we could flip it around and take it to the next step to where, you know, he's not only clever, he's a trickster. So he's got domain over trickery or you know planks pranks chaos maybe (laughs) Mm, Um, i like that okay and then naps naps oh my gosh i'm i'm gonna set up a church today (laughs) i require a siesta every day at work because it's my religion (laughs) so are we saying this cat has like spiritual power like over dreams and stuff like if somebody's napping nearby (sighs) they'd be like Ooh, let me let me see what's going on in there. Let me let me tap in. <laughs> yeah, that that could absolutely be a thing this cat could do. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh the next part is the origins, and this is kind of where the cat comes from as far as like its divinity because there are some gods who come from, you know, ancient mythologies coming into modern day 
And then there are some gods who are born out of modern modern conventions, such as um, you have like living idols, um, which are more typically for like life being breath breathed into an object. But you have like animal gods, um, which I think is Cornflake's example, which I, I really love this idea because I, I came up with it, of course. But, you know, we all have these animals on social media that we follow who are just, you know, doing adorable things. Maybe their person is like narrating it or whatever. <laughs> but like that can totally be transferred into like our our cat, if you'd like. Or they could be, well, no, this would break the rule. I was going to suggest a dragon. That's like hiding as a cat, because in this mythology that I have for the books, dragons were the gods of of dinosaurs, um, and that just over time they've hidden into different forms. But that oh, wouldn't nice. work. Um, like your idea of like people kind of like you know worshiping all these photos and everything online. Mm-hmm. What kind of kind of goes into like the dreamscape to kind of like have this collective this collective thought that all. All all cats online are great, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, okay. I love that. So, in, per this game's rules, I know there was at least at one point in time uh, a group of college kids who maintain a shrine to Danny DeVito. Would <laughs> that make him a living idol per the game's rules? Um. Yeah, his shrine could be considered one. Honestly, like, there could also just be a uh, a new god, which is... So there is Danny DeVito, like the person, but there's also another Danny DeVito out there that is like the the god Danny DeVito. So <laughs> bold of you to assume Danny DeVito isn't just a straight up a god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know he's the devil in that show, like Son of Satan or, or whatever it was, Child of Oh, yeah, Devil Child, I'm, something, yeah, something like that. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I know what you're talking about, but I also cannot remember the name. Is it Little Devil? Is that Yeah, a- I think it's Little Devil. Basically, Danny DeVito plays Satan. Uh, Aubrey Plaza plays a woman who had relations with Satan. And then Danny DeVito's <laughs> daughter plays the the child between the two of them. <laughs> and the child's like the Antichrist is coming into her own. And so Satan's trying to make these like fatherly bonds with her so he can help her help him take over all of the cosmos or whatever it's it's a hilarious show <laughs> very sacrilegious but <laughs> um so yeah anyways our cat animal god so whatever you take on an origin you get certain kind of perks to go along with it so already our cat's um aura goes up one point okay um, they also get a second form. For being a living, oh, yeah. for being a living idol. For for being are we going living idol or are we going animal god? Um if we're doing the the like the dreams of the, the people on the internet worshipping uh, we could do animal god though, like Yeah, I, I mean I, it it would be the most literal example. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like living idol kinda works because it's like gods that are made by the power of love, need, or belief. And I mean people people love cats on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They sure do. Yeah, that works. We could definitely go with the living idol. That's fine by me. What do you think, Joel? Yeah. All right. Okay, so I apologize. So the perks of being a living idol is you get plus one to grace. So that puts our grace at a seven. You choose two different age groups between kids, teens, adults, etc. You gain plus one dice when dealing with one and minus one dice with dealing with the other. So like... I think uh, young adult, we should definitely get a plus one to young adults, right? Yeah. Teens to young adults. Like, mm-hmm. I I was going to argue for the opposite. I think adults to, uh, you know, older adults would, might love the cat, but, like, the younger generation thinks that videos from the cat are cringe. Ooh, oh. that's, a, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. It's yeah. like... Yeah. If I see a cat video now, most of the time it's just like, okay, what, what's going on here? And if you know, thanks, mom, thanks, dad, for sending me this. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, it. like, okay, yeah, great. Uh, I love seeing you know all of our cats do their thing, but I got I got other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I got bills to pay now, mom. Leave me alone. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, kids like I know my kid loves cat videos, so. It could just be that it's off-putting to adults, because, you know, us uh, millennials 
We're all millennials, right? I'm assuming a lot. Um, I am. I think uh, uh, Austin might not be. I'm like, I'm in that weird group where people can't decide. Uh, I was born in 98, so everybody's like, are you a millennial? Are you Gen Z? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am confused. I usually decide it like this. Do you remember a time when there was no internet? Uh, I see part of me wants to say yes, because I grew up in the country. Okay. So for the first, like for the first, probably like seven years of my life, I didn't have internet, but it was around like I had, you know, heard whispers and rumors of this great thing (laughs) called the internet. (laughs) That's, that's very fair. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess I shouldn't, but, but I did in my middle school years play an ungodly amount of RuneScape <laughs> on dial-up internet connection. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, then your guess is as good as mine. Never mind. <laughs> what are rules, anyways? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going with adults minus one, kids plus one, I guess. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I think that okay. works. And what is the next step here? Following and fear. Uh, or no, but health, uh, health and mental results. results. Sorry. Okay. So health is determined by adding might and grace together. All right. So it looks like our health eight. is eight. And then the, our resolve. Which is a character's is, stubbornness is skill and aura. So seven. Seven. Nice. Uh, is that it for health and resolve? Yes. All right. Now we're on the following in fear. Yeah. There we go. Um, so, following rank is used literally to give the divine more of an oomph. It is the deciding factor that it separates the divine from talented spellcasters. The scales of following and fear balance how a divine should act. So, oh, here we go. The following rank is determined by the guide at the beginning of the session. Yeah. This gives players an idea of how you are viewed by the world as a whole. Oh, I was going to say, the the main idea I was going with here is that this is as close as you get to like having a level in the game. This kind of gives players an idea of you know how important they are to the world and just how big of an influence they are on things. Okay. You think it would be uh, smart then to say, like, we have a following rank of one? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. just starting out. Okay. Following one? Yep. And then fear... Fear is a measure of how exposed the divine is. Fear is measured by zero to five. Zero means the world has no idea the divine character is physically manifested. Five means the world is fully aware and their fear concerns the divine mortal. If a divine has reached a rank five fear, the world will unite to take them down. That's incredible, actually. I'd love yeah, to. I'd love to see that play out in a game. It's yeah. Fear was kind of a tool that I put in because I realized there's really nothing stopping players from being as openly godly as they want to be. And mm. that's really what you don't want to happen. So like, you know, I know um, in mage, they have a mechanic for, you know, um, manifesting your abilities. Like you can't like openly spell cast or else reality is going to snap back on you. This is like the equivalent in this game. All right. I've not, I don't think I've read through any of the world of darkness books. <laughs> I, I've started because I really desperately want to play a game, but there's so much lore you you pretty much need to know, and I ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, isn't uh, Vampire basically the only one that's still like getting new stuff anyway? Uh, I think so. I know they're working on a new version of Werewolf as well, but Ooh. yeah, yeah. But that's I mean, I just went on their site like probably four months ago, and they're like, yeah, Werewolf new edition is coming out sometime <laughs> so it's coming uh, guys believe us <laughs> it's coming it's totally coming just like i've been meaning to write an expansion for this book for years so mm. i can't be too, too i don't low. feel too bad yeah i uh i wrote a like four or five i, I don't remember exactly how long it was about ha- at least half the, the uh, length of this one maybe less a game called Defense Engineers, mm-hmm. and I was immediately going to follow it up with a game called Attack Engineers, which uh, had you playing as, like, the opposite side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I still haven't done it. That was back in 2018. 
Well, you know, yeah. it's not like there hasn't been a huge event between, you know, 2018 and now. There's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing, nothing that, that could have stopped you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was in college at the time, taking classes that were getting progressively harder. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not a mat, you know a matter of when it comes. Just as long as, you know, it eventually gets there. You know, you got time. You're living life. Yeah. 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 What's seven years late? Exactly. And you know what they say, better late than never. And they never define how late late is, so... <laughs> seven years late? I'm, look, at, look at James Cameron right now. Uh, exactly. <laughs> this man if, released a sequel, like, 15 years later. <laughs> if James Cameron could come out with a, secret to, a sequel to Avatar so, so much later, then yeah, you have all the time in the world. You know, honestly... That movie was supposed to come out in 2015, and I'm glad it got held off as long as it did. Yeah, there was no stopping it, but I think I think we we managed to do a pretty good job of delaying it. Not that I had anything personally to do with it. <laughs> My question is that I, I know this is veering way off topic, but <laughs> my question is. Is it going to be kind of like how when Ava- the first Avatar came out, where it's like, because I've already noticed nobody's talking about it. Just like the first Avatar. Nobody <laughs> talks about it. There are yeah. no memes. There's no, like, ad campaigns that I've seen besides, like, the one trailer that got released. Yeah. No- nobody's, like, raving about it online. Same thing Wait, happened. Is it already in theaters? It's yes, in theaters it came out me. last weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, like, I know it's going to be bad. Like, it's not just, like, funny bad. It's just going to be either really bad or middling at most. Like, those are my expectations for it. Because there have been no memes. Morbius got memes. That's That's what's good about Morbius is it has memes. But Way of the Water, there is nothing. And that's... But that's the thing. That is Nobody talked thing. about the first one, and it became, like, one of the highest-grossing movies of all time. And I wonder if that's going to happen with this, where it's radio silence, and it just rakes in dough. If if it becomes... I don't know. If Way of the Water, like, breaks its, like, the previous box office records, then I'll eat my shoe, I'll be honest. That's, that's where I'm <laughs> well, at. Well, here's the thing. Like, Avatar, the first Avatar, actually did have, like, a bit of a a moment in the cultural spotlight. And that moment was while it was in theaters, and not a second longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's, like, you know, it's like the Parks and Rec, where they did, like, Hey, could you bring 3D glasses and a 3D TV so we can watch Avatar? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, that's, that's... And the longer that joke goes, like, the funnier it gets. (laughs) Yeah. But, but like, uh, now you're going to get me on a rant. Like, this movie doesn't bring anything new to the table. It brings water and stuff that's under the water. Like, wow, ooh, okay. Ooh, crazy. Uh, Yeah. But, you know what? If you want to see, like, freaky stuff underwater, James Cameron already did this movie. It's called The Abyss. Go watch it. It's actually good. If you want to see sad stuff underwater, James Cameron also did a movie called Titanic. Um, did we ever actually determine our fear stat? Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. Starting out, starting out, it should be zero. I'm sorry, nobody should be aware. It's got to be so. zero. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that'll get raised up like during the campaign. Okay, and then finally gear. Yeah. Um. So characters should start out with at least five pieces of gear. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to work out so well for a holy cat, but but yeah, it should be different from like the specialized item. That we listed in the uh, the traits, which we we didn't pick a specialized item. So these are things that a cat would probably like logically have access to. I see that your uh, that the uh, cornflake the cat stat block does not have gear recommendations. Yeah, it did not because um, well, I don't think I put gear recommendations on any of these suggested stat blocks. No, you didn't. Oh well, that's that's an oversight by me. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess. Guys, we're about to make the official gear uh, list for <laughs> Cornflake the Cat. One of these builds, yeah. I think definitely there should be like a collar with a bell on it or something. Like cats need that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they don't like it, but it's it's part of the look. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think Mittens would like it because, you know, it kind of announce, announces Mittens' like, uh, appearance. Arrival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mittens seems like the type of cat that, like, really likes to strut into a room, make it, you know, make her presence known. Yeah, well, I mean, she she was raised in a church, like, like I'm sure she probably has it in her head that everybody comes on Sunday mornings just to see her. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> she's sitting up at the front in, like, one of the first pews, and everybody just pets her on the way by, and she's like, yeah, this is for me. <laughs> oh, my God, I love her. <laughs> she's just, like, sitting on somebody's lap as they're, like, falling asleep in the middle of the sermon. She's like, yes, this is where my worship is. <laughs> absolutely i feel like i would have paid more attention when i went to church if there was a cat there <laughs> yeah like if you're yeah. if you're in the clergy listening to this put a cat in your church like do that unless half your uh, congregation is allergic then don't do that that's fair that's a fair point <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also a fair point counterpoint they make epidermic needles for a reason so <laughs> you'll be fine <laughs> you'll be fine um, what other gear would this cat have? Um, um, and does the gear have to be stuff they carry with them? No, no. Okay, that makes this so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be something like, you know. The catnip stash. Exactly, or like a camera or something like that so that, you know, maybe the cat's posting its own videos on social media. <laughs> oh, well... Can a, with a webcam. can a cat successfully use a laptop and post on social media? We know they can operate a keyboard with, yeah. with proper training. That's true. Yeah. As for the mouse. Ooh. Oh, the mouse is in trouble. I mean, I was about to say, <laughs> cats are great at mice. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to say laptop with webcam? I okay. How about this? If the laptop is just like running like a stream full time, which like, is a, you know, a thing, yeah, you know, like they have like the fish that played Pokemon on Twitch, or like like they have like duck feeders on Twitch that are like cams set out in the wilderness. Yeah, you just drop bread. Yeah. Okay, so constantly streaming laptop. Does this cat take this laptop everywhere with him though? No, it could. I don't think they could. Yeah, yeah, it could just be set up in this church that Mittens lives at. Yeah, like a spot that Mittens frequents. You know exactly. It's yeah. got. They've got like a whole like little nook set up for. Her oh she can yeah. Just lay down. Yeah, a little Mittens cam. I still like the idea of the secret catnip stash. I I do as well. I I, I like that. That's that's what nip. That's what Mittens does off cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just goes behind, you know, in the green and, room and just... And it goes with the back alley connections where he exactly. thinks she gets it. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it also says we're supposed to find five ad- items of gear, but we don't have to find them all. Like, you can leave it open to to get it at a later time. Gotcha. We could, we could probably leave a couple open for, you know, whoever wants to play this. Yeah. I, ha- okay. Yeah. I haven't played... Uh, the the cat game that just came out like that's in the cyberpunk future so i don't have stray yeah i haven't played stray so i don't have a ton of like ideas of what kind of gear a cat would have that game doesn't really give you gear you get a drone a drone that uh rides around on your back okay and it can kind it can kind of do things but yeah the cat itself doesn't really get gear yeah so for a character like this i would highly recommend um, if you were to play Mittens, as soon as you can, try to get a human follower because mm-hmm. they could like really help expand your Mittens' religion or Mittens' faith in followers and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Makes you know, sense. wander into a concert, get posted on Ariana Grande's Instagram. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is up next? Or is that it? I think that's, that's it, I think. enough of the creation. So um, I think our next rule, if I remember right, is to start talking about lore. I'm a lover of lore. Especially when it comes to cats. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We are all about the cat lore here. So let's see. What is our lore then? <laughs> Let me see here. So what we've said about Mittens is Mittens grew up on hollowed ground and... The other thing we talked about is 
Mittens has these back alley connections. So I'm kind of picturing an Oliver and Company kind of deal, except Oliver didn't get adopted by the rich family. Mittens was just out mm. surviving and doing the best that she could. And, you know, there may have been a, a lonely preacher or some sort of clergy who just kept seeing Mittens like making the rounds every day by the church and decided to give Mittens a home. All right. And then from there, you know, the the probably older clerk or older um trying to think of the right word for um people who attend church. Uh, congregation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing like just the adult or what is mittens like two age groups? Uh adults and kids. Yeah, so the kids probably saw mittens and just instantly fell head over heels. You know, there may have been just a small, like, you know, fundraiser to make sure Mittens gets all of her shots and prettied up. And, you know, she got maybe just a little chonky. But, maybe. yeah. But then, you know, the kids thought that it was very cute to have Mittens there. And so they set up this this Mittens stream online. And it's just now starting to pick up steam. Gotcha. Okay. So Mittens found by a clergyman, brought into a congregation, and given a more luxurious life. Absolutely, yeah. As she deserves. Was set up to show off mittens to the world. Mm hmm. Alrighty. So we got lore. Yep. I'm a I'm a big fan of lore. Same here. We are lore appreciators in this uh podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't watch a four hour long video about Destiny lore for nothing. <laughs> Okay, so now I have a question for you all. Yes. Is Mittens the strongest character that you've made so far? I don't know. It's not even the first uh, cat we've had with divine powers. Oh? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Relic episode comes out in, what, next week? Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So we, we've had an angel cat before, but now we're going to have a, a god cat. Yeah. And in Mittens' defense, like... Yo, there, Mintz is a minor god, but yeah. Plus, you gotta you gotta under or not understand. You gotta, I guess, define your definition of power because, like, we also just had a cat that could pilot a ship and had a gun. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty powerful. That that is fairly powerful. I'll give you that. But I yeah. feel like on a cosmic <laughs> scale, this this might be our strongest cat. I mean, technically, the cat did not have the cat gun. It just had training that would give it access to the tools to build itself the cat gun. That's fair. Lots of stipulations we, we give, we've given to the cat gun. <laughs> yes. But the point is, the cat has the ability to make itself the cat gun. That's, That's really it, That was the Kaiju Incorporated episode. Is it the catling gun? <laughs> no, we... Uh... I mean, we've just called it the cat gun. It was a joke we made when we started recording episodes, and then seven episodes later, we got to actually make a cat with that. With it, man, we really it's... jumped the shark on that. <laughs> made yeah. that so early, but it's worth it because we have a second one lined up that is going to take a lot longer to do. I feel like the cat Tana. The cat Tana. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would take us a while if I wasn't looking directly at the Legend of the Five Rings starter kit <laughs> on a shelf right next to me. <laughs> we'll push that off a few episodes, Jolt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our episode, and that's our cat. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ray, for joining us. Would you like to plug anything for yourself while you're here? Uh, Yeah. Um, you can find me, uh, as we said, on the podcast $2 Creature Feature. It's an actual play Monster of the Week podcast where I tell um, spooky stories. Uh, I always recommend starting with the second season and then going back to listen to the first because, uh, as they often say in the podcast community, the first season stumbles so the second season can fly. Um, I uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> it's It's totally okay. If you want to start with the first season, that's that's fine too. Um, but the first and second season are two different campaigns, two different settings. So, you know, it's, I, I get a whole lot better at, at telling stories by the second season. 
Um, you can also find me on Twitter if it's still a thing whenever this episode comes out uh, <laughs> at Mr. Ray RPG with an underscore between Mr. and Ray and RPG. Um, you can find me on Hive, Tumblr at Mr. Ray RPG. Like you should be able to just type that in, and find me. And yeah, uh, I think that's about it. I'm going to try that re- right now. I was just doing the same thing. <laughs> I hope that works. Um, oh, and I completely forgot. Like, if you want to play this game, um, you could probably find it on my itch, which is... Hey, look, there he is. Yay. But yeah, my itch is mister-ray.itch.io. Um, I have several games there. You can see my, my quick descent into madness because I went from <laughs> Goons and Toyland to Dethrone the Divine to the very WandaVision-esque sitcom in the suburbs to Three Baddies and a Baby where you play supervillains taking care of a child. Um, <laughs> and then that always goes down to my newest game, Apocalypse Wow, where you just play different versions of Owen Wilson uh, trying to stop the <laughs> apocalypse. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I'm rather proud of that one. Has Owen Wilson ever played a cat? Uh, yeah. No, mm, no, on. that was that was Steve Zahn. Um, I was thinking he was <laughs> he was it in uh, uh, Stuart Little. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm looking at um, Owen Wilson's credits on Google right now. <laughs> I know he played a car, which I completely forgot about. That's like one of the more famous things he did. He, he sure did play a car. Yeah. I know he was in that movie with that dog. Yeah. Which... He was in Marmaduke, but who was he in? Wait, he was in Marmaduke? I was he... thinking of Marley and me. Oh. Oh, Owen Wilson was Marmaduke in that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh. Um, I googled Owen Wilson cat, and all I'm seeing are a bunch of cat videos of cats saying wow in, in <laughs> Owen Wilson's voice. Which... Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, which you know, congratulations, Internet. You, you absolutely meet my expectations in a good never, way. Never ceases to amaze me. There's no way this is all of Owen Wilson's credits. There's, there's no shot. Yeah, that's that's one thing that really surprised me is he has a ton of credits that I just completely forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's if we, if we can't find a single movie with Owen Wilson as a cat, we probably can't have you back on to do Apocalypse Wow. That's that's okay. Uh, you all are are welcome to try out Apocalypse Wow with me anytime. Uh, it just may not be recorded. That, that's fair. That's fine. We just, <laughs> we can't make a cat in it, so I I don't know about it on this show. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's an old proverb. Is you know if you can't make a cat. In a TTRPG, is it even worth playing? That's the question this podcast aims to answer. <laughs> but, One of them. The main question is how do you? Uh, how many rules do you have to break to play as a cat in in our in any RPG in question? Exactly. Did we break any rules this time around? Did we? I I don't know if we did. Does the? I guess not. Yeah, the book has stats for a cat. So it's not against the rules to play as a cat. Yeah. Um, we're not. Our cat technically was not born as a god. Uh, it was like it just kind of gained the divine spark after being worshipped. Yep. Yep. As so, so it didn't break that rule. We used the yeah the stats didn't... for a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We followed the show's rules and the game's rules and found no uh had no issues wow that uh that's a rare occurrence usually we break at least one or two but having zero rules broken across the board that's that's fun it's been a while yeah not is since it... what was it uh 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 heck power outage yeah mm-hmm. actually wait did we have to break a rule yeah we we uh kind of broke rules as intended for kaiju incorporated yeah uh, we didn't <laughs> there was a couple we didn't break any rules for our one page one shot uh yeah that's true but in terms of full length episodes and fully focused games it's been a minute yeah austin i think it's your turn to plug something oh boy um i'm gonna plug in this toaster and make a bagel no all right <laughs> it's, uh <laughs> i don't have much to plug um same stuff as usual 
Twitter, if it hasn't burned down by the time this episode comes out. Um, we say that every time, and so far, we're all right. Uh, I am on Tumblr now. Don't post over there a lot, but you know, maybe if I got more followers that were not bots, I might think about it. <laughs> uh, and then, as always, I'm on Twitch. Uh, my streams are incredibly sporadic, but you can catch me there playing Pokemon, Destiny 2, other games. I want to get back into playing Ooblets. I never finished it, so. Alright. Uh, what about you, Joel? As for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Tumblr. I'm on Twitter far less now, for probably obvious reasons. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so I'm getting more active on on Tumblr. Uh, I know following people isn't a thing a lot of people do over there. You just kind of see each other's posts and reblog them and and whatnot. I, I am I am there. It's uh, Danala Leoge. My name's spelled backwards. No one no one knows how to spell that though. So what you can do instead is go to jholland.start.page, and that will take you to. A, a page that has all my links, including my portfolio and some other stuff aside from just social media. There's even a couple RPGs that I wrote. As for the show, you can find basically all of its links by going to literalcatpod.start.page. You will find links such as our email address, which is, as I believe we said before, literalcatpod at gmail.com, where you can email us pictures of cats or challenges to make specific types of cats, even recommend games and whatnot we'll we'll take recommendations on either cats or games or both if there's a specific type of cat you want to see in a specific game let us know we'll work we'll work something out we've got our twitter and tumblr twitter at this point i'm basically only sharing updates on on twitter and on tumblr well kind of the same thing but there's an ask me anything button so you can uh press that and ask us anything uh and we'll answer questions about the show over on, over on Tumblr. Then you'll have the the YouTube channel where we also upload podcast episodes. They are posted in video format and uploaded as premieres at 5:30 p.m. Eastern time, so you can uh come and join a watch party basically with live chat. Uh and that's 5:30 the day every episode goes out. Um do not forget, if you have a moment, to rate and review the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. If your podcatcher does not have that feature, then you could always go to podchaser.com, which I check at least once a week for other reasons, but mostly trying to find new shows, like $2 Creature Feature. I think that may be where I found it, actually. But anyway, and then finally, you can access all the character sheets over there. Uh, including this one from this episode. If it's not up by time you're listening to this episode, it probably will be by the end of that week. And I think that's it for us. Uh, did I leave anything out? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Thank you again, Mr. Ray, for joining us. Austin, you got a pun? You know, uh, around these time, this time of year, um, a lot of people get caught up in the rat race of, you know, going out, getting presents, everything, and... You know, just take some time to laze around, you know, take a take a few little cat naps, you know, treat yourself a little bit. Not really a pun, but, you know. So instead advice. of the rat race, yeah. you need to embrace the cat race? Yes, the cat race. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, you know, that's that's all good and well. There's just one problem, which is this episode will come out in the second half of January. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It works. New year, new you, new, you know, new rat race, I guess. <laughs> the, you know what? How okay. about this? How about this? Your new year's resolution? Take more naps. Treat yourself a little better. You know? And don't think, oh, I'm being lazy. Cats sleep like 90% of the day. And guess mm -hmm. what? If you want to sleep an extra 5% of your day, do it. <laughs> exactly. Not everything needs to be done right meow. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye.
grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week Actual Play Podcast $2 Creature Feature returns for Season 2 on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow. I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell, the Flake. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to protect people, too. That's like what heroes do. I'm Nyalder, playing Eric Ashrin, the Crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Jo Marpoy, your home town home finder i'm here to make deals with the good people of jupiter hollow but i already made a deal of my own tammy joe is the monstrous and i'm mr ray i play everything that tries to kill these people and if you enjoyed our first season you ain't seen nothing yet new episodes every other tuesday wherever podcasts are found let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby.